This is a podcast from the National Institute for Health and Care Research for health and social care professionals engaged in research to celebrate the week of International Nurses Day. I am joined today by Claire Whitehouse, who is a senior nurse at the James Paget University Hospitals NHS Foundation Trust. Claire is also a Florence Nightingale Foundation Scholar and a member of the NIHR 70 at 70 Senior Research Leader Alumni. She has substantial experience of successfully supporting and leading research nurse and midwife colleagues across the NHS and health and social care sectors. Claire, thank you very much for speaking with me today. Thank you, Lucy. Nice to see you. From my introduction, it's clear to everyone that you have a very broad portfolio of work and we are really pleased to speak with you today. Please could you begin by telling us a bit about yourself and what inspired you to become a research nurse? Absolutely. Thank you so much for having me. Um, So I'm a critical care nurse by background um, and first really experienced research activity when I was working at UCLH in the critical care unit. Um, I I can remember being quite put off by research when I was at university the first time around training as a nurse because it was very much at that time compare this paper to that paper, which kind of created the vision uh, to me of nurses being in cupboards and being around with clipboards. And that's absolutely not the case. Um, And when I was working at UCL there was nurses who would come along to the critical care unit and mention that the patient that I was caring for was part of a trial. Um, I thought it would be really interesting hearing about the studies like the Oscar study which was a respiratory ventilation study Um, so I asked a bit more about it. Um, I also have a hypermobility Ehlers-Danlos condition, which is a condition which affects all my joints. Um, And I was told by my consultant when I was diagnosed um, that I needed a career change, basically, um, because staying by the bedside could basically land me in a wheelchair. Um, So I was quite upset about that for a couple of weeks, probably cried for about two weeks over it, because nursing and specifically critical care nursing was absolutely my love. And I couldn't imagine not being a nurse and not being in critical care. Um, So after a couple of weeks being quite upset about it, I decided I'd search NHS jobs and I saw a critical care research nurse post at Imperial that was due to close at midnight that night. Um, So I do believe in fate sometimes actually. And uh, I applied for the job thinking that it was a year fixed term. Um, I could see what I thought um, and it wouldn't matter if it wasn't a long-term position. Uh, and that was in 2010. <laughs> and here I am still in research. And um, as you can probably tell, I absolutely love it. So um, now I'm responsible for building capacity, capability and confidence of nursing, midwifery and allied health profession staff in research, uh, whether that's in research delivery or homegrown research design. Um, so in all honesty, I wasn't inspired to become a research nurse per se, uh, though through some sort of lovely experience or because I saw role models back at that time, sort of 10 years ago uh, or 12 years ago now. Um, and whereas now there, there's a lot, there are a lot more of those role models now. And it's really nice to see people really thinking about research nursing and nurse researchers and, and as, as a, a career opportunity. Um, so I think... I just think that's really amazing. So I wasn't inspired specifically, but I'd like to inspire others. <laughs> Fantastic. That's a great journey. And thank you. Thank you for sharing it. Um, COVID-19 has raised the profile of research. How has the pandemic affected your experience of collaboration on an international level? Um, I agree. I think the pandemic's definitely raised the profile of research and of nurses and midwives in research roles. And this is just 
brilliant. I think it's fantastic. I think we need to capitalise on it because the work that people are now seeing, it's really not new for those of us that are research aware or involved in research already um, and have been for some time. But it's a fantastic platform and the opportunity to keep up the visibility and demonstrate all the amazing impacts. I just, you know, we need to make sure that that keeps happening. Um, I think one of the amazing impacts from COVID has been the international collaboration and sharing of approaches, experiences, um, challenges on an international scale. Um, the communication between countries regarding studies such as recovery or remap cap that people may have heard about through government briefings as well um, to ensure the safe running and optimum recruitment opportunities for patients and families has been incredible. Um, the international research community, including research governance and management teams as well for study set up has been absolutely incredible too. I think the research community has, has always been quite international when I think about it. You know, we often ran European wide or global studies. So some of that aspect perhaps isn't new, but I guess the virtual methods of communication have really supported work to happen at pace through the pandemic um, and perhaps probably reduce some of the greenhouse gas emissions through travel for investigator meet meetings too, actually. Yeah, I totally agree. Um, we used to travel quite a lot for all of those, didn't we? Yeah. Um, one of your most recent achievements is delivering the census here in England and across the UK and Ireland. Can you tell us more about this activity? Um, yeah, the first thing I'd like to say is that the, the UK and Ireland census was first and foremost a collaborative working group and a real, real privilege to be part of, let alone to lead. So um, I'd really like to thank the whole team and the working group because this is probably the first chance I've had to say that publicly. So, yeah, it's been it, it's been a really, really lovely piece of work to be involved in. Um, and we're not finished yet. <laughs> um, so the census attempted to identify the, the number of clinical research nurses and midwives across the UK and Ireland. Um, previous attempts had not really come through to fruition due to sheer complexities of working across such huge areas amongst other challenges. So delivering this successfully was definitely a great achievement. And I think everyone should be really proud of that, those who, who are involved in delivering it and those who completed it too. Um, the census itself was a short survey um, which aimed to identify the number of clinical research nurses and midwives in the UK and Ireland. But we also gained a snapshot of information about those working in joint roles, those working in specialist or multi-specialist disease areas, um, location of work, uh, for example, primary, secondary, tertiary care, industry, charities, universities, all the different types of places that um, clinical research nurses and midwives work. Um, the overarching results were published in the Nursing Times. Um, we now know that there are at least in the region of seven and a half thousand clinical research nurses and midwives. And the real number is probably um, probably more than that, maybe substantially more than that. But, um, uh, you know, because we know not everyone will have completed the survey. Um, we're also working on a number of publications which delve deeper into the data um, and we hope to share the, these in the near future and we've got a couple of, the, of those are almost ready to be submitted so we'll keep everybody posted on those as well. Um, and I think that the, um, the exciting thing about this is that we're able to develop a strategic direction for the UK and Ireland working group, um, which is, enables us to engage further with stakeholders and system leaders um, to understand more about how this really important workforce is and could be operationalised. And that's very exciting. 
Um, you are also involved with the International Association of Clinical Research Nurses as a chapter lead. Um, the how do how does this network work, and what are the main benefits of this approach? Uh, so I co-chair the UK and Ireland branch of the IACRN with Gordon Hill, um, who is fabulous and based in Scotland. Um, the IACRN, it's a professional nursing organisation. It's all about defining, validating and advancing clinical research nursing as a specialty practice um, and to support the professional development of registered nurses and midwives who directly or indirectly impact the care of clinical research participants across all specialties. Um, the organisation's got, I think, over about over 1,500 members now, and there's, I think, about 13 chapters um, or branches across the globe. Um, so for me, the ISCRN has been a great way to network and learn from research nurses and midwives internationally, as well as sharing our own work too. Um, the conduct of the census that we were just talking about have really sparked conversation and we know that Australia are aiming to replicate our work later this year. Um, the ISCRN as an organisation also provide leadership and mentorship programmes, um, certification for clinical research nurses, educational training webinars and workshops um, and they also have a really fantastic conference which is usually every October so that's definitely worth checking out as well. Great. And how can nurses and midwives get involved in this or connect with this organisation? Um, so if they if they head over to iacrn.org um, and then you can click on the click on the membership tab. Um, you can also join to be part of the various steering groups for the organisation, which are really great for learning and developing yourself and for others as well. Um, and the UK and Ireland chapter, we meet usually virtually about three to four times a year. So we share news events, um, peer support and offer any other support that, that people may need um, in between that. And as co-chairs, you know, we learn a lot from, from people as well as part of that. So um, if you become a member, you can join the um, UK and Ireland branch. Um, and I think that Twitter is a really good place to network and see what's happening across the workforce as well. So particularly using all the various hashtags that are out there, such as hashtag why we do research, your path in research, um, the we nurses, we midwives groups are absolutely brilliant as well. And finally, do you have a final message for research nurses and midwives here in the UK and globally as they celebrate International Day of the Midwives and International Nurses Day? Yes, you're all amazing. The work that you do and the impact that you all have on your patients and your colleagues is really valued and hugely, hugely impactful. Um, please don't ever forget that. It's it's what you do is brilliant. Um the clinical research nurse and midwife community, it's global, it's strong, it's here to stay. Um, and your voices are strong, more so now probably than ever before. So thank you very much for all that you're doing every day. And I'm really privileged to be a part of this workforce. Thank you. Well, thank you very much, Claire. That's been really interesting to hear from you. And thank you for your time. Um, and it's been a pleasure to capture this discussion on our podcast with the NIHR. Thank you. Take care. Thank bye. you. Bye.